Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm welcome to today's first guest, Tucker Warner. Tucker, my old friend, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back on the show in the new format and everything, and uh, excited to get playing with this. Excellent. Well, Tucker, uh, you've been in the hot seat many a time, but just for those who might be hearing your voice for the uh, first occasion, I want to give everyone a little bit of a biographical blurb of who you are and what you used to do when people used to do things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my name's Tucker. I live in Brooklyn when there isn't a pandemic. Um, I... Otherwise, I write about sports a lot. You can read most of my uh, musings and hot takes at the UConnblog.com. Um, everything else is just kind of not very publicly facing work, so that's the only thing I really have to uh, pitch right now. Uh, so I have at least a little blurb of uh, something to get the audience interested in. <laughs> hey, any port in a storm, man, 47% of the sporting events in the world have already been canceled for 2020 yay <laughs> uh, it's great working for espn when you only have the p in the n <laughs> uh but you are not here alone tucker nay nay uh you will be competing against my other guest let's bring him on in for all of you to meet for the very first time marty ebert welcome to the program hello there how are you doing just fine why don't you uh yeah, let everyone know uh who you are and uh, you know same questions and whatnot same question okay um well my name is marty i live in south jersey just outside of philadelphia and before we were all locked in our houses i was a poker supervisor in a casino right in philadelphia uh was that would that be the sugar house it is the sugar house or now known as rivers Okay, I watch the Mummers Parade every year. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Ah, yeah. Okay. I've never <laughs> been. If you ever watch the Mummers Parade, uh, whoo, you get a lot of commercials for the Sugar House. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. We'll talk more on that later, but uh, let's get to the business at hand here. Uh, one of the few places where business is still at hand. No masks required, but you know, if you want to wear them, hey, it's a fashion statement as well. Uh, we're going to have two rounds, ten questions in each round. Each round is going to have a its own little subject matter. You are going to alternate back and forth getting questions. You get a question right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, your opponent will have a chance to steal that point. In round one, there's going to be a bonus question. In round two, there'll be two questions that will have a little bonus question attached to them. If you find them, you'll get first dibs on those. And at the end of the game, whoever's got the most points, well, you're going to walk away with the magical and valuable invisible golden tiara of diamonds and sparkly stuff. Uh, I, I hope you're both excited because that's all I got for you. Uh, in any event, Tucker, you're the veteran here. I will let you make first choice anywhere, any number you want from 1 through 10. But first, let me tell you what category we're going to be using for round one here. I'm just broadly calling this category, and it makes me wonder. And it makes me wonder. These are going to be questions about television shows in the sci-fi fantasy genre milieu realm, whatnot. Uh, makes me wonder. Makes perfect sense there. Tucker, why don't you kick us off with a number? Uh, which was the single-digit lost number? Was that four? I'll start with that one. 
there are two of them. There's four, eight, 15, 16, 23, and 42. So four and eight <laughs> qualify. Four, I was asking four, you. I knew yeah, you knew it. Fair enough. Uh, four it is. Let us kick things off with number four. Tucker, what is the longest running sci-fi fantasy series of all time in the United States currently airing its final season? Currently airing its final season. Now, this is something I wish I had kept up with a little more. The uh, the past couple years of TV have been when I kind of started to go away from uh, paying attention to every show on the air. Um Sci-fi fantasy, um, I'm thinking of a show that definitely blends in a couple horror elements, too, but if it's not its final season, it was just last year, so I'm going to guess Supernatural. Supernatural is your answer, and Supernatural is a show that's been on the air for about since the Carter administration, I think. Yeah, They just won't cancel that sucker, but yes, they have announced that they are finally ending the uh, Winchester Brothers journey, Supernatural, after about 15 seasons, is now going off the air. But it is the longest-running American sci-fi fantasy series of all time in terms of episode numbers and length. We were not counting Doctor Who for this uh, scenario there, because that's UK-based. Uh, well done. One point for you. A nice right. way to start the game. Well done. Yeah, I'll, uh, I think this is the first time I've ever gotten the first question right. <laughs> you know, I get that a lot in this new format, which is why people keep coming back for more. But the questions, you know, the difficulty level, you never know. That's what we're picking at random here. Marty, let's <laughs> give you a debut experience here in the hot seat. Pick a number. All right. I will go number two. Number two. And Marty. Pew, 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 pew. Marty has <laughs> discovered the bonus question. Nicely pegged there. Let's start first, though, with the a base question here, the original question, and we were just talking about it, at least briefly. Doctor Who is our subject for this one. What do we call the time machine in which Doctor Who travels in both time and space? You know, as soon as you said sci-fi and fantasy, I'm like, oh, I really wish I watched Lost and Doctor Who. <laughs> but the one thing that I'm pretty sure I do know is the time machine is called the TARDIS. Uh, the TARDIS is indeed the correct answer. Well right. done. Well done. It's a bit of a softball, but <laughs> that's why we have a bonus question attached to it. Okay. And you need to be precise on this to get the point. TARDIS is actually an acronym. What does that acronym stand for? <laughs> um, let me see. Well, it's a show I think about time travel or something, so time... I have I got I got nothing. I'm gonna have to pass on that one. Fair enough. It wouldn't be a beat my guest episode if the questions didn't get difficult at some point. And <laughs> this is a tough one here. Uh Tucker, would you happen to know for the steal? Uh, I think I've seen about one episode of Doctor Who ever. Um I think the A might be adjacent for time adjacent, but that's really the only thing I have, so I'll also be passing on this. Uh, that's one more episode than I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I used to watch uh, as, a, as a young lad many, many years ago when the uh, when Tom Baker was the doctor. He was the one with the uh, perm and the scarf, but that was like about nine doctors ago. I, I don't watch the new one, but my son is an avid viewer of the modern format. Uh, actually stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space. <laughs> of course. Makes sense. I got the time right. Well done. Well done. Sixth of a point for... No, 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 no. Couldn't even get the and. The conjunctive words. My goodness. All right. Well, 
It's all right. That was the bonus. It was tough. It was supposed to be. We are tied at one. Uh, no more bonuses this round, but we got plenty of questions left. And Tucker, you are up. All right. Uh, I'll take the other lost number and go with eight. Eight it is. Here is your question. The original Star Trek series created a cast of iconic characters who are beloved to this very day. However, only one of those characters appeared in the original pilot of the show. Which one was it? Hmm. This is a great question. Um, I've seen many episodes of the uh, the original series. I don't think I've ever seen that first pilot. So I think that possibly anybody could have filled in for the captain's role. So I won't say Kirk. Um, but the idea of a Star Trek without Spock doesn't seem to make any sense. So I'll say that Spock was the one character who did appear. Spock is your answer. That's a very logical uh, line of thought there. And indeed, the original pilot uh, actually never aired. Uh, the network uh, just hated it, hated it, hated it. Uh, and so they ended up recasting uh, almost everybody in the entire show <laughs> from Captain Pike to his number one, who was played by uh, Major Barrett, who was Gene Roddenberry's wife, who actually was a nurse on the original series, the voice of the computer on Next Generation has pretty much pinned in every series of, uh, you know, just a, a mainstay. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Spock was the only character they kept over. They repackaged it as, uh, like, the third or fourth episode of the series called The Cage, where uh, they, Spock flashes back to his first adventures on the Enterprise. So they did use the footage of the <laughs> two-part episode. By then, Pike was in sort of like a wheelchair with flash one for yes, two for no kind of thing. It was <laughs> anyway. All of that is bluster. You get the point. Who cares? You don't even care. Right. I'm listening. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm happy about that. And uh, knowing what I know about uh, how early TV networks did business and cost cutting, it uh, makes a lot of sense that they wouldn't just completely, you know, hey, we have this episode of a show. Why not air it? Indeed, and the proper response would have been fascinating, AJ. Fascinating. Uh, Marty, you're down two to one. Can you uh, even out the score? Pick a number. I can try. Um, I'm going to go number five. Number five. I think if there's a softball, hey, you found it, sir. Let's hope you get it right. No <laughs> <Let's> pressure. <laughs> he builds that one up. <laughs> what is the Greek term? No. <laughs> Here you go. What was Agent Mulder's first name on the X-Files? Well, it is Fox Mulder. I actually just started trying to rewatch the show after having not seen it for many years, but it is Fox Mulder. Yes, indeed. Fox is the first name and had nothing to do with the fact that it aired on Fox. No, no. Complete <laughs> coincidence. I think had NBC bought it, then uh, we would all be talking about Scully and Peacock Mulder, but... <laughs> Indeed. Hey, like I said, some of them, the luck of the draw here. Well done. Uh, two to so two. <laughs> Tucker, keep the ball rolling. No missed questions yet. I mean, the bonus knockout and uh, no missed questions yet. No pressure. Yeah. Well, I wish I had gotten the question of what was Mulder's first name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll go with number one here. Number one. We all remember the Twilight Zone and how... Pretty much every episode was opened and closed by a narration from Mr. Rod Serling. Who is the Rod Serling of the current incarnation of The Twilight Zone, which airs on CBS All Access? So while I briefly had my CBS All Access free trial, I actually did not 
watch an episode of the series. Um, didn't get around to it. There was a lot of Star Trek, you know how it goes. Um, but I do know that one of the producers of this, and it was packaged around his um, you know, presence on the production team in the uh, pre-release marketing campaign, is Jordan Peele. And he's got a pretty good voice for that sort of thing, so I will say that it's Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, uh, yeah, I think it was definitely key that you remembered that. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> get out, AJ. Yes, indeed, Jordan Peele <laughs> is the correct answer. Well done. I have seen one episode of the, the show. I don't have CBS All Access. I am not interested in CBS All Access, uh, Star Trek notwithstanding. I also used the, uh, the free trial of it, and it was just to watch The Twilight Zone. <laughs> there you go. I en- I enjoyed the episode I saw of the Kumail Nanjani as a stand-up comic, but uh, wasn't that great an episode. But I thought his performance was pretty good. So uh, there you go. Uh, three to two as the points just keep on flying in here. Marty, you are up to try and once again even things out. We have three, six, seven, nine, and ten left. <laughs> then it'll be number three. Number three, and thank you so much for picking number three. I think the past. Uh, four or five rounds number three was left to the end in each and every one of them i don't know what my guests seem to have a aversion to number three maybe maybe once you hear the question you'll, you'll agree that people should never pick number three again here is your question sir let's see what is the name of the hogwarts like school where they attend classes on the magicians a magician let's say uh, let's call it houdini's school the Houdini School, an excellent uh, stab in the dark for someone who was flying 100% blind there. Uh, not <laughs> correct. Uh, Tucker, would you have a ch- chance to know? Uh, shows on the SIFI network are not uh, ones that I normally watch. So I'll say it's uh, Charles Xavier's School for the Physically Attractive Teenagers. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it's, uh... it's the X Factor. Yeah, I got you. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on on SIFI or uh, CW fantasy shows other than, hey, we found a bunch of hot people. Maybe we can make a good show out of it. Well, I am going to uh, to take all of that, and I'm just going to like, let it go off by my back, uh, like water up a duck's back. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, the answer to this question is Break Bills University. And uh, for anyone who, you know, people, you got a lot of time out there. You, you, you're streaming your, your Tiger Kings and all these other things on the Netflix. Uh, you got... You got four plus seasons of, uh, I think season five is not yet on on there, but you got some great TV to watch there. The Magicians is a fantastic show, and I'm not just saying that because my uh, cousin-in-law is the executive producer. (laughs) Ah, So I've heard really good things about that show, I just never really got around to watching it based on me not liking the other shows on that network. It's a fantastic series. Highly recommend. But I cannot recommend giving you a point because you got it wrong. Ha! Oh, I was so, so wrong, and I had absolutely no chance. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's what's going to happen there. Our first uh, faux pas, our first stumble. Tucker, you do get to pick the next category, six, seven, nine, and ten. All right. Um, I will take the uh, opposite pull from my last pick and go with number ten. All right. Number ten, uh, based on some of your statements, I don't know. We'll see. Here we go. Uh, on <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There was a mostly silent Emmy-nominated episode called Hush. What was the name of the collective group of villains who appeared in that episode? This is my favorite episode of Buffy. I believe they're (laughs) called The Gentleman. The Gentleman, even though it aired on the CW. I mean, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that was the WB. 
uh, WB slash UPN, and they kind of, you know, kind of bounced around there when they uh, did the merger and everything. Yeah. Although they definitely had, uh, at the time, still just that network ethos of, hey, we found a bunch of hot people. Let's see if we can make a good show out of them. Well, in this case, they did. And it was the gentleman, indeed, some creepy, dark city looking uh, slender men. So, uh, well yeah. done. <laughs> uh, Marty, let's get you back in the game here. Three questions right. left. Six, seven, and nine. Hopefully, hopefully I can listen to the question this time. <laughs> Let me try number seven. Number seven. Uh, here is your question. On Westworld, what is the name of the actor who plays the character known on the show as the Man in Black? Another quarantine show that I have yet to start. Um all right, let me try to think if I can see who was in that show that is going to... Who was on that show? Who was on Westworld? Um, man, I am drawing a complete blank, and I know it is not... I am going to just throw out Brian Cranston, and I know it's wrong. Brian Cranston, uh, well, if you know it's wrong, I won't even bother to dignify the response. <laughs> uh, you know, Brian Cranston, star of Breaking Bad, your answer? Just bad. <laughs> just bad. Just bad. Sucker, can you steal? Oh. So I can think of a couple actors on this show, um, or at least that I think were on this show. Again, I haven't uh, seen it. So I'm going to say, because this is the actor I'm most confident is in it, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is indeed in Westworld, unfortunately does not play the man in black. He is uh, basically one of the uh, founders of the theme park Westworld. He runs it, and uh, I'm not going to get into the spoiler territory here. There's a lot going on, a lot to unpack on that show. Uh, have not yet uh, started on season three, but I did enjoy seasons one and two immensely. Uh, Man in Black, portrayed by Ed Harris. Ed Harris, he of uh, the Abyss fame, uh, just to stay in genre. I mean, he's done a lot more than that. But uh, <laughs> That actually was one of the names I was tossing around in my head, but it was a second or third guess rather than a first guess. And for those of you out there who watch the show, and yes, there is technically another answer there. Again, I'm not going to go into spoiler territory there, but yes, technically there is another answer. If you've watched the show enough to know the other answer, then you know that Ed Harris is the answer as well, so I'm not even going to bother mentioning <laughs> it. But just be aware, I'm aware. So, score is 4-2. to two. We have hit a little bit of a lull here. Two questions left in this round. Uh, Tucker... Six or nine to finish up your half of the questions. Oh, I'm um, going to have to go with yeah, number nine. Let's do number nine. Number nine. Uh, let us stick with the HBO family here. Uh, well, I mean, do 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 What was the name of Arya's direwolf? Goodness. So I have seen. Uh, a decent amount of Game of Thrones, but it's one of those shows where everybody else knows it better than I do. Um, <laughs> so I'll just be throwing out like a like a human's name just because <laughs> the character names on this show went uh, in one ear and out the other. I was just there because it was kind of fun to watch. Um, 
Theon Greyjoy. Uh, that was the dire wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, probably the absolute most opposite answer of a dire wolf you yeah. could come up with. <laughs> uh, it reeks of desperation. Uh, Marty, can you potentially uh, steal this point? You know, I was listening to your question, and I go, I know the name of her sword. And then you said wolf, and I went, oh, no. Um, okay, let me see. I really only know one wolf, and it's not hers, but it's ghost. And uh, let me say, uh, it's the dog. The dog's name is not the dog. The wolf. It's a bear. It's gray bear. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you know that the, the ghost is is a dire wolf, you know, I can understand why you would guess that. Obviously, not the correct answer. Uh, and I won't needle you for not knowing it. <laughs> Anyway, the wolf has a name, and the wolf's name is Nymeria. Nymeria. Never getting that. Yeah, like I said, some of these are going to be hard, and yeah. uh, a little bit of a tricky one there. We have one question left. It is question six, for completion's sake. Marty, are you ready to uh, wrap up round one? As ready as I can be. Let's do it. Fair enough. Well, uh, many, many people are familiar with the wonderful show on Netflix, Stranger Things. And if you're familiar with Stranger Things, then you know all about Eleven. But how much do you know about Eleven on Stranger Things? What is Eleven's actual first name? This is a show my kids watch, and it's a show that I've been meaning to watch with them. And I do not watch it. Um... (laughs) I've seen her, I feel like, in other things. I don't know her name, and I'm just going to throw out... My my kid's name is Sam, so I will say Sam. Sam is not correct. Tucker, do you know the real name of Eleven on Stranger Things? Now, uh, uh, just just to be clear, I'm not talking about the actress's name. I was talking about the character's name on the show. Is not, And I know it wouldn't have mattered to you. I, I, it I did not that. matter, no. <laughs> Well, um, I can say that I wish you were asking about the actress's name, because I know I know that. Um, As far as the character's real name, um, I did watch the first two seasons of this. uh, Loved the first and grew tired of the second. Uh, So (laughs) some of that information didn't retain itself that well, but the name Jane sticks out in my mind. Um, There must be some Stranger Things connection, I'm hoping. Um, So I'm going to say the name Jane. Jane is your answer, and I don't know how he does it. Uh, he gets all upside down and pulls it from uh, out of nowhere. Indeed, Jane is the correct answer. Uh, Jane, adoptive last name Hopper. Jane Hopper is <laughs> indeed correct. Well done, Tucker. Okay. Uh, you have taken a 5-2 to two lead at the end of round one. Tucker, why don't you discuss your innermost thoughts, fears, and, and, and wonderment as we uh, head into a, a midpoint here? Um, that sounds terrifying. So I'll just say so far that uh, I'm pleasantly surprised with how that round went, given that that was a very hit-or-miss category for me. Fair enough, fair enough. And Marty, you are uh, trailing, and you're, but you know, it's your first time in the hot seat. You are now uh, you know, officially initiated into the, uh, into the group of people who have suffered through a round. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm glad I caught two softballs, so I'm not going into the next round with zero points. Well, this is true, uh, but plenty of time left to uh, attempt a comeback here. And, uh, Absolutely. You know, as always, I will throw the bone to the player who is uh, trailing. Uh, hopefully, Nymeria or Ghost or 
Summer or any of the other uh, Firewolves uh, don't snatch it from your clutches here. As we go on to round two, and round two, it's a round that I am calling Does Anybody Remember Laughter? Does anybody remember laughter? Heck, we were talking about these dark genre shows. Why don't we keep it in television, but turn to sitcoms? That's right. Sitcoms. Ten questions okay. all about all right. the haha. So, uh,. One through ten. There will be two bonuses in this round. If you can find them, Marty, kick us off. All right, well, I found the bonus on number two, so let's go with number two again. <laughs> number two again, uh, and these numbers I always assign randomly, uh, so... I can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. It just happened to work this time. Uh, here is your question. We'll follow it up with a bonus. On Gilligan's Island, what was the real name of the character they called the Skipper? Looking for the name on the show, not the actor. What was the real name of the Skipper on Gilligan's Island? The real name of the Gilligan's Island. Sitcoms. I thought sitcoms. Yeah, I got a shot. Gilligan's Island. Let's see if I can remember 20 years ago. Um, 20 years ago being when I watched it, obviously. Um Yes, the show was old enough to have no, originally aired in black and white. So yeah, probably yes, definitely older than me. Um, his name on the show was oh my god, he was just he was the skipper. His name was uh, Greg. His name was Greg. Greg the skipper. Greg the skipper, an excellent uh, stab in the dark there. But uh, no, not correct, no. Tucker. Can you steal that answer? I don't think I can. Uh, my my Gilligan's Island knowledge is uh, pretty limited. Um, Thurston Howell. It's uh, the one I got. <laughs> That's the... Thurston Howell. Well, I mean, you know, there was a character called Thurston yeah. Howell, and that would, that would, of course, be the millionaire. Uh, the Skipper was far from a millionaire. No, the Skipper's real name uh, mentioned a couple of times on the show, usually on, like, a radio broadcast when they were talking about the uh, stranded uh, vessel and whatnot. His name was Jonas Grumby. Jonas... No, that was my second guess. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. I was very close. <laughs> it's one of them trivia questions. Mm -hmm. You know how that works. Uh, so let's move on quickly to our bonus question. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, but at least you found it, Marty. Um, <laughs> so, of course, the natural follow-up would be, on Gilligan's Island, what was the real name of the professor? Man, it'd be funny if it was Greg. Um, yeah, I'm still like... I just assumed back then that on old shows, they didn't even bother giving them. That's like, oh, he's he's the professor. Oh, that's the skipper. Uh, let's see. His name is then. Yep. Yeah, you know what? His name is Greg. His name is Greg, the, the professor. Greg, the professor. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Still not correct. <laughs> uh, Tucker, you also can try and steal the bonus as well. Well, I've eliminated Thurston Howell. So yes, yes, uh, you have. Start. Um, let's go with a. Uh, a name that sounds professorial. I will say his name is Charles. Charles. You thought Charles might be in charge of all the science on Gilligan's Island. Unfortunately, not correct either. No, the professor's name was Roy Hinckley. Professor Hinckley, Roy Hinckley. Uh, not to be confused, of course, with uh, Ralph Hinckley, who was the greatest American hero. Um uh, a name that they changed after the uh, Reagan assassination attempt uh, because, of course, David Hinckley was the shooter there, and uh, they said, no, no, we quick, change his name to Roy Hanley, uh, which they decided to only do for five episodes and then thought enough time had passed and then went back. So anyone watching, uh, I don't know why you would, but anyone who happens to binge 
the greatest American hero now will be very confused as to why his name changes from Hinkley to Hanley for five weeks and then changes back. Legal loophole. <laughs> you know how uh, those work. Indeed, indeed. Well, hey, it's only one question. It's okay that nobody got any points in that one. We still have a bonus out there, Tucker. You get to make your first pick in round two. I'm going to go with number seven here, AJ. Number seven. All right, here is your question. On The Simpsons, I mean, it's animated, but still technically a sitcom. On The Simpsons, every character is drawn as having only four fingers on each hand, except for one, which has the standard five. Uh, of course, not talking about any animals, just talking about the humanoid characters. Uh, what is the only character on The Simpsons which is drawn with five fingers on each hand? I, I've heard this before, and I have seen so many episodes of The Simpsons. Reruns, oh man. So it, what I was leading up to is that it is bad that I don't know this. Um Again, because I have heard this question and this answer before, and yet still not uh, retaining that information. So let me think this out a little bit, see if I can get to a decent guess. So I'm trying to think of, you know, like a character who might be uh, physically different than the others in some way or drawn differently for a particular purpose. Um, So I'm going to say it's Maggie Simpson. Maggie Simpson is indeed a character on The Simpsons, but not the one we're looking for here. Do you know, Sir Marty? Hmm. Well, I was thinking the kind of the, along the same lines of somebody who might be drawn differently or have something. And I'm thinking that maybe since there's one character that has a move with his hands where he taps his hands together and says, Excellent. Um, I guess it's Mr. Burns. Excellent. No, it's not, yes, it's not splendid. It yeah, no. uh, <laughs> it's splendid then. Somebody says Again, it, it is a splendid answer. Unfortunately, it is not the correct answer. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. So, uh, yeah. So, Matt Groening was in charge of... Uh, you know, he created the show, and uh, you know, he had been previously employed by uh, a cartoon where uh, called Life in Hell, where every character was... Uh, was rabbits, and uh, he basically he had said that uh, he believed Marge Simpson was actually a rabbit, and he was very upset in the episode when they decided to put her hair down because uh, her rabbit ears would show. He, he was a bit of a Looney Tune, but uh, he also was like the kind of the dictator of of the show, and uh, so he he decided that when they were going to. Anytime they were going to show the character of God, it would be it would be too drawn as he was, so with the five fingers. So uh, God is the answer. God has five fingers. For the animator is God. Oh my God! Well, I guess that yeah, makes, makes sense. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Now I have to go watch it. Uh, cannot give you the points there. Uh, I bet you're really wishing we went back to sci-fi now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, still no. Still no. <laughs> What number would you like, Marty? I'll take number one. Sucker, I'm sorry. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> it's not helping me, but this is cool. There you go. Hey, you know, we're giving you every possible opportunity to try to close the gap yeah. here. Here is your first question before I go into the bonus. On the Flintstones, why did Mel Blank get replaced for five episodes as the voice of Barney Rubble? Oh, my God. All right. Well... Now I learned that Mel Blanc is the voice of Barney Rubble. Um, 
Why was he replaced? I know for five episodes, I, I, Flintstones, Flintstones. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to pass because I can't even begin to figure out. Well, that's fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Tucker, do you, do you happen to know? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't, hmm. Trying to suss this out, um, I was thinking if it was maybe like a contract negotiation, but I think Warner Brothers did uh, have some sort of stake in Hanna-Barbera, so I don't think that would have been like a non-compete thing or anything there. Um, did you say a year by chance, or was it just why for five episodes? Just no years involved, just why did he get replaced for five episodes? Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> I was hoping I could get another hint out of that, um, but right now, I don't think I have one. Um, so I'll say uh, he had laryngitis. You know what? That is a fantastic guess. It's not right, but that is a yeah. fantastic <laughs> guess. I, 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 I almost want to give you a point just for the cleverness of that. Of that uh, uh, it's a little bit more serious than that. Uh, you know, there's this, uh, there's this infamous infamous stretch of road in Los Angeles called Dead Man's Curve. Oh no, I've heard of this, damn it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got into a head-on car collision with some kid and he was actually in a coma. He was in a coma, yes. Wow. Oh man. I've never heard Why of that. Why didn't I say that? Why didn't I say that? Yeah, he was in a coma uh, and uh, oh. they actually, did, they said uh, Mel Blanc of course also did, did a whole bunch of the Looney Tunes characters and they actually, doctors rehabilitated yeah. him by actually talking to him as the characters. They would say, is Bugs Bunny here? And he'd go, hey, what's up, Doc? And, uh, yeah, they would, uh, he, he got better so fast that they only had to uh, substitute uh, Dawes Butler for five episodes. But there's a, such a distinct difference in the voice. And if you ever hear one of the non, uh, you know, the fake Barney episodes of, of the Flintstones, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's unsettling. <laughs> hey, little friend, what's going on? <laughs> so upset with myself. Well, you know what? No need to be upset because there's a bonus question. There's a bonus question. So, uh, as we all know, uh, the Flintstones, the similarities to the Honeymooners, it's certainly there for all to see. How many episodes of the Honeymooners were aired during the show's original run? How many episodes were aired during the original run? Okay, well, there's... Maybe we just guessing a number? I'm uh, going to say... Yep, guessing a number, unless you know the answer. <laughs> I'm guessing how yeah, I don't. But I'm going to say, you said original run, so maybe it had to run. So I'm going to say 10 episodes. 10 episodes is not the correct answer. Yeah. Tucker, do you know? Um, this isn't a wiggle room question by any chance, is it, AJ? It is not. Yeah, um, so I do know that it's not uh, very many episodes, Um as far as the actual number, I'll say uh, I'll say twenty-eight episodes. Twenty-eight, an excellent guess. No, this number is actually uh, very famous out there because uh, they ha actually package the honeymooners in uh, DVD sets back when DVDs came out. The, the, these are the classic thirty-nine. The classic 39 episodes. Uh, yeah, Jackie Gleason was actually under contract for four years to do 78 episodes, and he finished the second year, and he said, I'm not doing any more because these 39 are perfect, and if I do any more, it'll just diminish the value of, of the comedy that I've done so far. And so he left $7 million on the table 
to walk away after the classic 39. The classic 39. Okay. Many, many other shows I wish would have followed in his shoes and said, yeah. you know what? No, we're good. We're, we're, we're absolutely good. <laughs> you can leave the money on the table. Uh, Tucker, you are up. What number would you like? All right. Um, let's see. We've done one, two, and seven so far. I'll take number five. Number five. Here is your question. On The Office, in what location does Jim propose to Pam? Oh, shoot. Uh, well, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen this episode. Um, maybe I haven't. Um, how specific does it have to be? Can I describe the type of location, or does it have to be the exact name of it? Oh, it does not have to be the exact name of the location. It can just be the very generalized description of the location. Okay. Um, uh, so I was, I was thinking it was out doors somewhere, which is why I was hoping I didn't have to narrow it down. Um, but now, thinking it back over, I don't think I've actually seen this one. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say a park. I feel like it's at a park somewhere. A park is not correct. Marty, can you steal? Well, I know I haven't seen this episode, because I don't think this happened in the first two seasons. <laughs> but since I was going to say something like Applebee's, because I think they've been on Applebee's or Chili's on the show, but since you're asking if it's not specific, then they can't be there. So I'm going to go kind of in that ballpark area and say in their parking lot. In their parking lot. So we went from park to parking lot, uh, and uh, you're closer. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, they were living in separate cities. They met halfway at a gas station slash rest stop. Yeah, halfway through. Uh, halfway between the two uh, locations, so it was outdoors. There were they parked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and if I was looking for Applebee's or Chili's, I probably would. I would have accepted, uh, you know, chain restaurant. Was, you know, that would have been generic. It would have been okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, not. I've n- I've never been an office person myself, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm going on the on the uh, the episode guides for this one, but. That appears to be the answer there. Uh, the score. Let me see. Let me do some math here. No, still five to two. Still five to two. Uh, I am still only down three. That's this okay. very funny, funny round is not being very, very amusing to you guys. But hopefully, we can change that around here. Marty, you're up. All right. Um, I lost track. Uh, let me guess. Question five. I think I did five last time. That was question five. Uh, we. That have... was again. Yes, we did it again? Done, <laughs> we have done one, two, five, and seven. Yeah, okay, that was the one I missed. Figured I got a good shot at guessing a good number. Three, then. Three question. Question three. Here is your question. What is the name of the actress who played Lucille 2 on Arrested Development? Oh, Lucille 2. I'm like, oh my god, I, this is my favorite show. Um, Her name... Why am I trying? Oh man, Lucille Two was um, was that Liza Minnelli? Lucille Two, yeah, that's the other one. Liza, Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli is your answer. I mean, uh, if you're a fan of the show, I was going to be very upset if you completely <laughs> spaced on that, but I understand uh, 
Yeah, indeed. The original Lucille is, of course, played by Jessica Walter, and she is the matriarch of the clan. But, of course, her contemporary, also named Lucille, Lucille Ostero, is played by Eliza Minnelli. We have points, folks. Uh, We have points. (laughs) Points. Well done. Uh, Five to three now the score. But, Tucker, you can uh, get that point right back. It is your turn. Let's hope. All right, I'm going <laughs> to just say the number that I got uh, the last time because I know that I got this one right. I will take number four. Number four. All right. Moving from Lucille 2 to Lucille Ball on I Love Lucy. What was Lucy's maiden name? Oh, <laughs> well, I know <laughs> what it wasn't. Um, as far as the maiden name, I... Uh... No, I I don't I don't think I know this. Um, we'll, we'll say her name was Lucille Hall. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. No, yeah. it's not <laughs> Lucille Hall. Uh, no, that is not correct. Marty, can you steal? You know, I was nervous on your last question when you said Lucille, and I'm like, oh man, a Lucille Ball question. Um, and then here we are, and I love Lucille. Yeah. Question. So, <laughs> um. Uh, God, you know, the only name that's ringing, pinging some kind of dark corner of some kind of memory is McGillicuddy, and I don't know if that's right, but hopefully it is. I'm going to say McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy is your answer. Of course, we all all know her married name on the show is Ricardo. Of course, Ricky Ricardo, and hey, Lucy! Uh, before she was Lucy Ricardo, she was Lucy McGillicuddy. Well done. Hey, good pull. Look at that. There's some things in there. I yeah. guess you love Lucy after all. Apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, you, 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 yeah, I mean, you got your question right. You know, I, 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 I've listened to a few episodes recently, and I just I, I laugh at how people just pull questions out and that was an example, and that's awesome. I'm happy. It is awesome. And now you got your question. You stole his question. And now if you get your question right, we are all tied up. No pressure. Pick your category, Marty. I'm going to pick question number 10. Number 10. Here is that question. What country does the character Gloria Pritchett hail from on Modern Family? I guess, well, I'm lucky that my wife keeps watching that show. That's that, That's been her quarantine show. So, Gloria Pritchett is from Colombia. She's from Colombia. That is the country that she is from. Right. Well, Gloria Pritchett, of course, played by uh, Sophia, Sophia yes. Vergara. Yes. Who okay. herself there for a second. is from Colombia. No need to be frightened. <laughs> the end of Colombia. Yay, Colombia. And she was very, very surprised to, uh, when she met uh, Ed O'Neill for the first time, she was very surprised that he did not speak with a very thick Colombian accent because she had watched Married with Children as a child, uh, but she didn't realize that the voices were dubbed. (laughs) 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 Uh, So the story goes. Three in a row, okay. Yeah, you have tied it up. Five to five. Unbelievable. Tucker, are you feeling the pressure? Yes. Uh, very much so. Um, you have three questions left uh, in the round. Uh, well, you you have two of them, but there are three questions left. Six, eight, and nine. Which one are you going to use uh, to try and regain some composure? 
Uh, I guess I'll try question number eight. Eight it is. Tucker, what sitcom was originally going to be called Insomnia Cafe? Oh, I've got it down to two. Friends. Friends is what you have. What was the other one you were battling it out with? Uh, I was going to say Seinfeld was, would have been the other one. Interesting, interesting. I would have thought that another potential uh, guess there would have been Frasier, because they also went to the Cafe Nervosa a bunch of times uh, mm-hmm. for their coffee needs. But yes, when they originally pitched the sitcom, they uh, called it Insomnia Cafe. The network said, that's ridiculous. you got to call it uh, Six of One. And, oh, they like, <laughs> and they were like, what? And they finally they settled as a compromise on Friends. Well done. <laughs> Uh, half dozen of the other <laughs> <laughs> and a half dozen points you have uh, six to five retaking the lead Marty uh, your chance to hold serve here and get it back to a tie with six or nine well six or nine um, let's do six six is a good one six is a good one but only if you get it right here is your question Mayim Bialik and Johnny Galecki shared some smooches as boyfriend and girlfriend on what sitcom Oh, Marion Bialik, excuse me, is only on two shows. So I, well, she's probably on more, but she's on two that I know. And uh, so I got a 50 50 chance. I'm going to say, I'm going to, my guess is Blossom. Blossom. Now, of course, you know that uh, Mayim Bialik uh, on The Big Bang Theory, and Johnny Galecki also on The Big Bang Theory, and they've been on that for many, many years. Of course, they're not together on that show. No, no, no. <laughs> she is with Jim Parsons. Uh, Bazinga, yeah, Johnny Galecki uh, meets Mayim Bialik at a makeout party, and uh, that is on Blossom. So, well uh, done. Well I got a done. Blossom question. I'm happy. <laughs> and, and, and the irony there is that gives you six points, and it's a question about Blossom. Oh, six! Okay. <laughs> it's a Genovanoi. I always love a girl with umlauts. Anyway, Tucker, final <laughs> question. Number nine goes to you. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Okay, for the lead, what was the name of Rose Nyland's hometown on the Golden Girls? We're talking about the hometown she spoke of when she was remembering her childhood, and not Miami. Yeah, this is not a show that I've seen too many episodes of. Um, I'm pretty sure one of them is from the South. I don't know if it's her. I'll say Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. Uh, no, that is not the correct answer. Marty, can you steal? Again, with a show from so long ago. All right. Well, Rose, I'm pretty sure was Betty White, I think. And she always talked about, I don't think it's a real place. I think it's a fictional place. And God, I don't know if there was even a town name. I think she just mentioned, like, the county. Um, I am drawing a com- I have no clue. I'm going to say it's something silly and southern. No offense. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I K- Kershaw County or something. I don't know. Kershaw County. Uh, it's something like that, I believe. Guaranteed to win a few Cy Youngs and then have a certain injury from every year they run out. Kershaw County. No! <laughs> no! Uh, 
You are correct in that we are talking about Betty White's character. That is Rose, not Blanche Devereaux, who's played by Rue McClanahan. She would be mm-hmm. the real Southern Belle. But mm-hmm. Betty White, she came from uh, good old Minnesota, and they actually went they went well, there in one episode. <laughs> they did a few flashbacks, but she would always tell these ridiculous stories about, oh, you know, Moose walking down the street and then going into the tavern and eating, you know, chocolates or whatever like they made no sense it was betty white being betty white at her finest in peak form that is the town of saint olaf minnesota oh saint olaf now it sounds it yep indeed do you want to build a snowman no i don't think you do anyway somewhere right behind me there's a golden girls coloring book (laughs) (laughs) well when you when you thumb through it later on i guarantee you no i don't gotta say saint olaf (laughs) You'll, you'll be kicking yourself well folks we are tied up Six to six, a tie. This is only the second time we have had a tie as we enter the catch-up catch-all. Of course, with both of you tied, there's no need for a catch-up. You're tied, so we move completely on to the sudden death. Sudden death of catch-up catch-all. Like penalty kicks in soccer. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you a top ten list, a list with ten items. You are going to go back and forth on this one. If one of you gets... A correct answer, and the other one gets an incorrect answer, then we are done. If you both get a correct answer, uh, we move on to another round. If you both get an incorrect answer, we move on to another round. So back and forth until we have a definite winner. If somehow we get through the entire list and we've exhausted it, we'll figure out what we're going to do from there. (laughs) 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 Then you've broken the game, sir. You've broken both of them. (laughs) Can't Uh, wait. Marty, you will go first since you were uh, going first heading into this. Here is our top ten. I had mentioned our two categories today were, and it makes me wonder, and does anybody remember laughter? Both of those point me in the direction of Led Zeppelin. That's right, Led Zeppelin. These are the ten and only ten songs by Led Zeppelin that charted on the Billboard Hot 100 during their initial release period. The only 10 songs by Led Zeppelin, which charted on Billboard's Hot 100 songs during their initial release. Marty, you get to go first. If you make it, the pressure will be on Tucker. If you don't make it, then Tucker will have a chance to declare victory. All right, well, this is also just name 10 Led Zeppelin songs, and that is a struggle in itself. But I will say I know a few, and I will say Stairway to Heaven. And you will say Stairway to Heaven, and I am sorry, sir. (laughs) Stairway to Heaven did not actually make the Hot 100 charts during its initial time. Uh, You know, I I, I knew that... You should have went with my other guest then. Yeah, I knew whoever went first was probably going to get uh, yeah. uh, screwed by that. But yeah, it's just one of those things where the, those charts are fickle. Uh, but so, Tucker, here's where we are. You have a chance. You have a chance to win right here. If you get it wrong, however, Marty, if he gets it wrong, you are still alive. So, Tucker, go ahead. All right, so when you announced the question, question there were two songs that came to mind for me um i know that they weren't like a terribly popular chart or terribly popular band on the charts um 
and so Stairway to Heaven wasn't one of the two that I was thinking of. Um, but that doesn't mean that either of these are right. <laughs> um, but uh, nonetheless, I will say that I'll say that Rock and Roll made it onto the Billboard charts. Rock and Roll is your guess. And I'm sorry, Marty, your stairway is going straight to hell because Rock and Roll did chart at as high as number 47 on the Billboard 100. Rock and Roll is a correct answer. Tucker is our winner. Uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. They never released Stairway to Heaven as a single. It just yeah. so, <laughs> It was played on my, radio. My guesses, were, my guesses were running out at two, so I know that an Immigrant song, which yeah. I'm pretty sure is a Zeppelin song. It is indeed, and it is on the list. Let me go through that uh, list before <laughs> I say farewell to you both. Uh, Whole Lot of Love was yep, their... That was the best, other one I was thinking. Yeah, that was their okay. best song at number four. Black Dog, 15. Immigrant oh. Song, 16. Dire Maker, 20. Fool in the Rain, wow. 21. Trampled Underfoot, 38. Rock and Roll, 47. Over the Hills and Far Away, 51. Living, Love, and Made, She's Just a Woman, 65, and Good Times, Bad Times at 80. Those yeah. were the correct answers. Uh, I tell you, <laughs> Tucker, we'll get to you in just a second as a winner of our, of, our, of our crown. You can do your Misty Mountain Hop in the meantime. Marty, you didn't didn't quite come through at the end there, but you came darn close. I hope you had a good time before it. I... Before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to pimp, plug, shout out to? The, the floor for the next few moments is yours. Oh, no. I, uh, I had a great time, and I, uh, I am much more... I'm happier that I did better in round two. So I'm very happy, and uh, thank you so much. Well, the pleasure was all mine. And Tucker, Tucker, you are victorious. Uh, anything you would like to say, I will now give you your uninterrupted uh, very short amount of time. Yeah, I was going to say, you better limit my time, because uh, that could get bad. <laughs> but um, I had a great time, once again. Uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, participating in the new format. Um, I, I think I've been beaten by the listeners pretty frequently over the runtime, and I'm sure, based on my performance of the second round, that's going to stay the same. Uh, but thank you for including a round on sitcoms nonetheless, uh, even though I did terribly on it. And uh, once again, AJ, a great job as a host. Oh, well, thank you both very much. I appreciate you taking the time uh, in joining me in the hot seat. Uh, hopefully, we will uh, be able to go outside and not be stuck in our own seats in our own houses uh, for very much longer. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, we'll persist. Thank you all for playing. Thank you all for listening. And until the next time, be well, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest? Or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.